You can okay. drink when you're pregnant because you have two livers. Right. Yeah. Oh my God, they're like a turbo. <laughs> Hit the nas. It kind of like snaps your gut. And, hey, it's time for you to process some shit. Anyway, um, put yourself to work. There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Howdy. And Casey. It's Spanish for hello. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Dave, what's this month's theme? Well, this month we're doing some shorter episodes. It's out of context. We're watching one random episode, or one selected episode, from the first season of various animes. Uh, and just trying to figure <laughs> out what the fuck is going on, basically. So, last week we watched Goku Dolls, which was... I got it was, a, it was a whole thing. Just go listen to the episode. Yeah. This week, Jay, it's your turn. So, what did you bring for us? On this week's episode, we watched 2018's Promised Neverland. I mean, I watched it. You just seemed to watch me watching it. <laughs> yeah. It didn't feature Michael Jackson, which I guess might have changed the context of the anime. All right, Jay, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this series in 10 seconds or less. So here's your setup. Uh, you are terrible at the game of tag and have committed yourself to tagging every single other person that is playing the game with you, which is not how tag works. <laughs> Not entirely sure why you agreed to this. So you're chasing wow. down the final kid that you have not tagged out yet. Um, but unfortunately, they have just stumbled across the line into the never-go-into part of the woods. You're going to see this game through to the end. So you're about I to follow committed. them into there. So in the 10 seconds before you stumble into the dark, evil parts of the woods, sell us on this movie. A slice of life about orphan children who are farmed by demons. Four seconds? Yeah. <laughs> I had three, but yeah, sure. Yeah. And yeah, pretty much nailed it. That's, that's what we, we watched. We wash the dishes, we get farmed by demons, we play tag. Yeah. Dave, of course, you know who that one kid I'm chasing is, right? It's Casey. So oh. if I'm over the line, Casey's obviously <laughs> way farther over the line into the darkness. So Casey, in the 10 seconds before you so find accurate. the secrets of the darkness, sell us on this movie. Super genius orphans take their whole life to figure out they're being farmed. And they got to know how to read and read vibes, man. Six seconds. And I like that you brought in the geniusy reading parts. Yeah. Are you, are you that <laughs> fucking smart if you haven't figured out you're on a farm yet? I knew the tooth fairy wasn't real when I was like five. Yeah. So both of you, it sounds like, have watched a little bit more of this. I've only now seen this one episode. Yes. We've watched the whole first season. So I have a series of questions about this show. So, right. uh, yeah, our, okay. our central setting is a orphanage that turns out to be a farm for orphans that can be fed to demons, I guess. Uh, how old yeah. are the children when they arrive here? Or are they infants? Yeah. Okay. Because the they're one born. girl says well, they're born other she's... places. Right. Okay. So Because the, the one girl, when she first sneaks out and sees the demon, says she's never seen a vehicle before. Yeah. Right? No. So like they've never been anywhere other than this Correct. and they're like thinking and talking. 
why not why why if you're gonna feed them all to demons why not just not teach them about that stuff then in the story smarter brains and more athletic brains make tastier brains for these demons monsters whatever the fuck they are so that's why they keep testing them all the time and trying to make them smarter and smarter and smarter and that's why the little girl at the and this is not a spoilers thing because it's in the first episode we watched the first first episode connie is like six and she's like sorry i'm not as smart as you guys they're like not wasting their time with connie she's already pissed she peaked she peaked at six and they're just getting her out of there so they they ship Connie out to get fresh frozen to some bigger, better demons because the rich demons eat the human babies. Dave, yeah, I want the, you to think of children like scotch, right? Smarter scotches taste better, and also they have an age rate, right? You want to mature them the right way. So like 12 years is a great scotch, right? It's smart 12-year scotch. Yeah. Gosh, uh... Slow, average kid, right? That's that's all right. That's not That's not premium scotch, Dave. It's a gas station hot dog of a human being. <laughs> right. Well, a subpar six-year-old. No, because even that, the, the six-year-old in this one that gets packaged up and shipped out, the two demons that pick her up specifically say they couldn't afford something like that. It's for the richer people. So even that's, that's like, you know, a nice one that they might have in their decanter as their daily drinker, I guess. So, like, what's, what's the equivalent of gin in this universe for people who can't afford kids at all? <laughs> I, I'm not sure how the, uh, they don't really give us a whole lot of insight into the demon economy. Okay, so season two, you do learn a bit more about it. Um, okay. I didn't what? watch season really? two. I just read through, like, the, the fan wiki because I was like, I just can't. I don't have time. And I it was, everybody bitched about it, so I'm glad I did. But, um, yeah, they, they get more into the demon world and, and whatnot and how that operates. I'm not going to say a lot in case people haven't watched the, you know, or want to, but, um, yeah, I the assume they're capitalists. Will... Tell me about their capitalism. It's like every other capitalism, babe. <laughs> it works <laughs> perfect. They do have one of my all-time favorite anime tropes in this, uh, which is Isabella, the woman who runs the orphanage that all of these kids are staying at, is initially portrayed as the like super warm and loving mama to everybody there. And then she feeds the first child to the demon, and we get the... like cold tones tiny pupils evil face change from her (laughs) chef's kiss fucking love that anime trope isn't that great and she also when they have her on screen she almost never has her eyes open and her eyes are purple which are other anime tropes to tell you that she's a bad man literally when we first watched this the first second she came on screen i'm like oh that bitch is evil i immediately (laughs) my boss who got me into it i was like this purple-eyed bitch, are you serious? He's like, ooh, God, wait. Um, yeah, she's she's evil. She's like the dude in Bleach, the, the like, closed-eye cap. Anybody with purple eyes is always bad. So uh, what's interesting, though, is, is as, as the series goes on, her character is really complicated and kind of interesting. I mean, yeah. but she, she feeds orphans to demons. That's... Yep. Yeah, they you know yep. how Japan can step it back. They're really and you know, I also want to say that this this animation style and this art style, they do a really good job drawing fear in people's faces. Like it's not yeah. just your yeah. like, they do a yeah. really good job with facial expressions and the muscles around the eyes. I you'll notice that throughout the series more. They do a fucking great job. It's yeah. not just your standard like Ooh! The animation does look really good, especially compared to fucking Goku dolls. 
six frames per minute that we had last week. Yeah, it's a lot better quality. Dave, do you really want them to put that much drawing ability into Goku dolls? I don't. That's Is fair. that what you want? I don't. Okay. What, so, so what did the what did the demons look like to you, Dave? Because I got Xenomorph vibes for some reason off of them the first time I saw them. I, they just sort of reminded me of a Geiger style work. So uh, I don't know how you yeah, felt about that. I can see that. I they, they to me they looked like the early Hollows from the first couple seasons of Bleach. Yeah. But yeah, are in car yeah. masks for sure. They also follow the Bleach formula of. Hey, we spend thirty dollars a day in hair product to make our hair stay in one fucking position. Yeah. Who's donating these just gallons and gallons of hair gel to an orphanage that is required? Paul Mitchell, we have, and God bless him for it. <laughs> we, we have a trifecta of main characters, and they all have their own unique, immaculately styled anime hair. There's the flippy out with a thousand layers right. from the main you girl know. character, which Emma. was a legit fucking that was a legit hairstyle like late 90s early 2000s like you were putting gel in your hair and then you're putting a curling iron over that gel and nothing makes sense in the world but we fucking did it we fucking did it why spat in the eyes of god (laughs) um then you have the of course the like guy with the old man hair the child inexplicably born with perfect white hair who yes you know what i got from him norman I got the vibes from, you remember the little kid love romance story in Airplane where they're talking like adults the whole time? That's <laughs> yeah. the vibe I got from Norman, and I don't like it. We listened to it in English for the first time. We're like, oh, uh-uh, Haley, no. Sub it, don't dub it. Yeah, definitely. I sub hate it. being that guy. God damn it, I hate I being that care. guy. And, of course, it's an anime, so the third and final member of our trifecta of main characters has to be a little edgelord emo kid with one eye permanently <laughs> obscured behind his inexplicably long bangs. Right. The Cure wrote yes. a song about this, but you've probably never heard it. Right, right. Well, I'm sure he's, he's hanging Norman out with the Robert normie. Smith and the Cure All right. in his mind. I'm sure he gets more useful later on in the series. At least in this first episode, his purpose seems to be yes. to just exposit for the writer when they need to they're not sure if people picked up on the subtext of their scene i don't think that particular function ever goes away dave they're kind of hinting if you watch his character that he knows what's going on outside of the walls when he's like hey if you if you run you can catch him like also you just risk feeding your friends to fucking monsters. So, I mean, do know that. And we're like, ooh, I guess three people got adopted. Surprise adoption. <laughs> and as someone who is adopted, that's exactly how it went. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Right. This whole plot of kids being on a demon farm for consumption, blah, blah, blah. What is with Japan just traumatizing these kids? I, there's so every anime is either a full grown adult or like a six year old kid who's like, I had to kill my parents and my whole family and my whole city in order to go to the fair. Or you know what I mean? <laughs> Can you give me a card? I don't know. But it's always little kids going through shit they should not have to see. Yeah, like Full Metal Alchemist, where, you know, they try to bring their mom back from the dead and they do horrific, Jesus awful stuff and then Christ. Yeah. And then have like PTSD of people that have been in war for 20 years. I, I don't know. I don't know. Japan loves that fucking storyline. Hunter, though, Hunter. Children. 
hey, <laughs> we're getting chased by a child rape clown, but let's play a game. <laughs> Hisoka is definitely a problematic bay, as you w- might call him. Uh, very. <laughs> very. Casey's, Casey spent the entire time, like, fucking drooling over how sexy Hisoka was. Day two of my job, I thought I would like got myself blacklisted because I saw my my boss had a Hunter Hunter um sticker on his water bottle. I was like, oh Hunter Hunter. He's like, yeah yeah yeah, it shows so cool. Blah blah. I was like, yeah, Hisoka was so cool. I was like, tell me you're on the ship. And he's like, which ship? And I was like, going to Hisoka once he turns <laughs> eighteen. And he's like, ah! no, no Casey, nobody's okay. on that ship but you. We're traumatizing <laughs> kids in this show. Okay, what is, they love showing kids corpses in anime. That's another trope of them just like staring at a corpse, which I totally get. I still act like that at a funeral home, and it's probably disrespectful. But I'm always definitely grossed out at dead people. Me too. I think Promised Neverland gives us two different and equally uncomfortable corpses of children. Same child. But the first time that we see Connie dead in the back of the truck, it's they give us a slow panning shot over her body, and mm-hmm. it's drawn in a way that mm-hmm. that really, it it's visceral. It hits you hard, and she has the flower growing out of her, and it's weird. And then shortly after that, they have her body stuffed in like a liquid container, I assume, to preserve her, and a pickled child corpse body is also intense. You think it was pickled? I thought it looked more like, uh, what's that stuff that barbers or old-timey barbers yeah, have that they that's put their exactly cones barbicide. in? Barbicide. It, like. barbicide. Yes. it looked like a big jar of barbicide that just stuck the kid in. So so that's what they put them in for transport, and they got to keep the brain viable, right? Or, or in some states. So I'm assuming maybe it's like brain fluid? Connected to that flower somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I may have skimmed over that. I don't really remember. Um the exact deal with the flower thing. It looks cool. It's Japan. Stop asking so many fucking <laughs> questions. Is that the hill you're going to die on? We're farming kids. I know it wasn't what they were going for, but this show also made me go off on a whole tangent in my head of does it qualify as a farm if you're importing your product? So like, I was thinking yeah. it, this this sounds more like that. Yeah. Like what are those like rescue farms where they just take a- other farms animals too? It's the place that they raise them. The kids don't stay there long enough to reproduce, so they got to ship them in. That's true. They get them on well, at 12 they... because once you start bleeding, your brain capacity goes down. Am I right? Women are fucking crazy. Well, that's the other That's the other flaw with it is the kids can't reproduce to create offspring because then the offspring wouldn't be an orphan. They'd have, you know, the, the, those are their parents right there. And if you want to make them an orphan, you lose your previous food source. So, um, you go, a little spoiler alert, uh, I don't know how far the rabbit hole you want to go down, but the moms, the mom, like the mom, the orphanage mom, there's a bunch of them and there's like a mom's school and part of your mom training is getting uh, like inseminated and having a baby and then you got to raise and send your kid off to get slaughtered. So you later find out that the emo kid is her fucking kid. Yep. And she moves his ship out date up because she's like, this little guy's trouble. And yeah, yeah. All I of the all the mothers are actually mothers. And and then like he lights all. himself on fire. 
oh yeah he and she all she says is you've got to save the brain because that's the most important part so she knows what's up man she she knows well fuck her it's a really <laughs> fucking dark series it's a dark what? series this is a cartoon yeah oh no it's an anime oh yeah it's what are you my mom okay anime just means cartoon uh dave i thought the hill you were gonna die on was the uh everything is a life lesson and every game is chess and tag even though they don't know what tag is in this series oh my god to you no you are very yelly yeah well so we have two different games of tag that we see being played the first, when Norman has to find and tag everyone else, which is uh-huh. not tag. No. Like he's, just, he's always it, and he has to find everyone. And then he's challenged to a rematch where everyone but him is it. And, like, that's also not tag. The first one is just, the first sure, one just right. is hide and go see. Yeah. That's yeah. all. They weren't playing tag. They're also like, hey, chess is just like tag. You're like, it is the way I play it, but my horse goes in every direction because horses are uncontrollable forces of nature. <laughs> I work in Amish country. This I know. They shit everywhere. So, well, this has been a brief interlude, but interesting nonetheless. So I guess, Dave, the question is, Promise Neverland, would you continue watching it? God, I don't know. <laughs> it- I really would have liked if this first episode could have moved along a little bit quicker. Uh, the the setup at the beginning's nice, but then it's kind of obvious that we're heading towards some type of Shyamalan twist. And I wish we could have just got there and maybe given me a little bit more of a taste of what the fuck is going on. Because we only have like maybe 30 seconds of the demons at the end. And then a, a couple minutes of the kids whining about it. And that's it. So... I don't know. Maybe they're going for more of a slow burn thing, but the animation is really good. Um, the voice acting, at least in the Japanese cut I watched, was pretty goddamn solid. I don't know how the English was for you guys. But yeah, I think I would watch a few more episodes Ooh. of this at least uh, and maybe burn through the first season and see where they go with it. It seems like fun. Casey, how about you? Uh, I think this is your second time coming back to it, so Promise Neverland, would you watch it again? I, okay, I wouldn't go through and watch the whole series again, but it definitely hooked me from watching it. We sat and watched the whole first season, and I read the second season, so that saved me the trouble of sitting and watching it. Um, But there's something really dark and twisted, and they're very good at doing cliffhangers in this show where you're like, God, I gotta know what happens. But if you're already watching something dark, Maybe wait till you finish that to start this because we were doing a really dark <laughs> K-drama. We were doing a dark anime and something else. And we were just finally like, I'm sorry. I'm going to need like a week of 30 Rock and dumb shit for a while to just really. Yeah. I'm in a dark place. But yeah, I I enjoyed this series Ooh. a lot. Uh, Jay, how about you? Would you continue to watch this? Man, I, I agree with what you said, Case. It really is a dark anime and it, it plays with really interesting i i enjoy thrillers and high tension and they do that very well they really play with tension well in the series i found it to be engaging it's the right type of horror for me where it's psychological enough that that i don't worry like the jump scares are cheap and whatever and they don't spend a whole lot of time on that with promise neverland plus it gets really really interesting with the world they're building so yeah i like that kind of stuff 
I'm gonna watch it again. So the verdict is in, Cinemites. Three out of three of us are gonna continue slash would watch The Promised Neverland again. So Dave, what are we watching next week? Next week, we're gonna be going with one I recently watched and really enjoyed and has one episode in particular that just captured my heart. You'll know the moment when you see it. Ooh. We're gonna be watching Dr. Stone. Are we gonna watch you watch us watch this? Is that how this <laughs> is gonna go? Is this gonna now, be an ever escalating thing? It does not have any of the, the twists and turns that we got this week. It's a much more straightforward, we got a good guy, we got a bad guy, and they're going to fight. It's just uh, how we get there that's a little bit of fun. We watched one episode like four years ago, and I don't really remember shit, so I'm going to be surprised. We'll take your drug test this week before we get Dr. Stone next week. And in the meantime, <laughs> follow us on social media, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, PPL, Instagram at casey.cinema, Patreon slash shitty cinema or shittycinema.com. If you want to help us, give us a thumbs up on Facebook, share this podcast with a friend, and P.S. Fucking big ups to our latest Patreon, Chase. Oh, you guys know Chase from the Charlie's Angels episode. He's a Patreon because he's a bad motherfucker. Ah. Shut your mouth. Oh, those girls are too slow to stop me. So, in the meantime, let's turn out the lights, send our friends to a forbidden gate. And hope they come back with truth. Huh?